What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Ryan Swanson, and welcome to the LSM Secrets Podcast. And today, I might shock you a little bit, because today we're going to talk about why not every sale should be profitable. That sounds crazy, but not every sale should be profitable. So, the big question is this. How are franchisees and multi-unit operators like us able to dominate the local service area around each of our retail locations while not relying on the national brand's marketing? How do we market in a way that lets everyone know we exist and more importantly gets them to buy and keep buying? Those are the questions and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Ryan Swanson and welcome to LSM Secrets. So let's get into this. You might gauge from the the title that I might be out of my mind. Who in the right mind would be in business and not focus on every sale being uh, or having positive cash flow and being profitable? And the truth of the matter is you got to think about big brands that are doing things that you really really can't confirm there's a positive ROI. Some of the biggest brands and most well-known brands that everybody knows are like Coke or, or Pepsi, for example. And Coke will spend millions of dollars on a, uh, let's just say, a Super Bowl commercial. Or Budweiser will spend millions of dollars on a 30-second spot Super Bowl commercial. And can they really justify and prove that the number of eyeballs that saw in that directly impacted them and resulted in a sale? No, but they see value in branding themselves. Uh, the same thing goes. The same thing is true in individual, quote unquote, sales. That you have to look at the big picture. You have to look at the what someone would call the long game when it comes to kind of working what you're what you're working on or, or your master plan. For example, recently I was involved in a big deal. I've been working for I kid you not, nineteen years. I've been dripping on this. Uh, um, I guess you would call it a company, but but really work in this organization for like a better word. Uh, for 19 years, I've been going after this massive account, and it just it just wasn't the right time. It wasn't the right time for the other party, and uh, opportunity finally came up, and they were kind of entertaining. Uh, <laughs> maybe they got tired of me hitting them up, but. For lack of a better word, the our competitor, the competitor that was kind of going after this account, got in early. They got in early with deep pockets. They kind of bullied their way in. Didn't give me an opportunity, to kind of you know, um, get involved in the, the the potential sale, if you will, of this this deal. And went in with deep pockets and and basically gave uh, this prospect an offer they couldn't refuse. And did it so much that it was. Uh, I think they did it just for market share, and but they didn't really capitalize on the opportunity that they had. And so I got to give them credit. They went in there and they, they threw some, some deep pocket money at them and, and got this account. And they had it for five years. And after five years, they were analyzing their return. And they were like, this is uh, not making us money. And so over the course of five years, they were losing, you know what, on this this massive account. And I'm kind of sitting back and I'm watching and I'm dripping on them. I'm like, hey, when this opportunity comes up, you know, that um, this other, you know, company you're, you're working with is is uh, not wanting to do something, let me know. 
And so finally they were entertaining a conversation with me. And, and what was really crazy is they had never structured a deal in the way that I was proposing it. Uh, they, it was just totally foreign to them. But I went about it in a little different approach that they weren't expecting. I was, um, I was building this partnership as an opportunity from a, a much larger scale than than just our account uh, because of the network of people that I was going to be able to connect them to. So basically, we were going to create a, which we did, we created a blueprint that proved that the company I was representing on, on our scale, in the grand scope of things, let's say it's on a smaller scale, um, was something totally forward to them. And they looked at that and they said, okay, I think I can make this work, but I dangled the carrot. I dangled the carrot of opportunity. And I, and this is really relevant to this podcast. You have to think sometimes when you're working with people, the short game may not seem like it's going to make money, but the long game and the bigger picture can be really enticing to the other party. And you should dang, and I basically kind of use the term dangle a carrot. If you remember like the cartoons back in the day, uh, you know, or anything, if you had a had a stick with a string on it and a piece of carrot hanging out the front of it and you're dangling it in front of, uh, you know, a rabbit or a tortoise or whatever, it's going to cause them to kind of want to walk toward that and keep grabbing it, but it's just outside the reach. Same thing in business. I don't think it's bad business. I think it's, it's a way of letting a potential, uh, client or whatever you want to call it that you're talking to, to try to close the deal, educating them basically on the bigger picture and how you could be of massive value that they were not expecting. And so in this particular situation, they said, well, we don't do things like this. And then I came back they said, I don't think we can make this work. And I was like, you haven't even heard my, 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 my pitch. And so I went in and I said, well, we're going to help you. We're going to do this one aspect. There's three elements to this massive project partnership or whatever you want to call it. And the one aspect, which was, which was literally dictated the whole deal getting done. I proposed something that they'd never seen before. And so I went in and I said, well, I'm going to propose it this way, but I'm going to make the, the deal so sweet that you're going to make money no matter what. There's almost no risk with this element. Uh, it's going to save you guys time because it's going to make you more money. It's going to, you know, reduce less stress. It's going to reduce your, you know, your labor force. It's all these massive benefits. And that one little very small part of the big puzzle, the three-piece puzzle, uh, in the grand scheme of things, was very small. And I pitched it and I calculated numbers and I was like, if we just do what my competitor was doing with them as far as sales volumes, here's where we break even. And I was very, very disclosing of, uh, or transparent of the numbers. And I said, based on what you told me, here's the split, here, here's how it's gonna work. And we're not gonna make a dime off this one third of the whole big picture. And they're like, oh, okay. And I and then I told them, I was like, but we're now financially motivated to not do, you know, to, to not do the exact same stuff that you guys were doing with your previous partner. And, and I said, so I'm setting us up to where we have to both benefit. They have no risk and all the reward on initially, and we have all the risk. Uh, but I'm proposing it as, you know, we, we can't, we, we want to double what you guys are doing and that's how we're going to make money. So they knew we were financially, um, motivated to grow this partnership. Uh, 
And then the other two aspects, I also gave them a deal they couldn't refuse. You know, I didn't want them to go back to the one partner they were working with and, and just say, yeah, I want to make some changes. I wanted them to be like, holy mackerel, why have we been working with this other company for so long? We feel dumb. I basically wanted them to, in a nice way, feel almost guilty that they didn't give us a shot, you know, five years ago. So I shared that second element of this partnership, and they were like, this is crazy. How are you even able to do this? And I had the bigger vision. And then this other aspect of it as well, just really over-delivered on, on uh, just all the ways you were going to service this account. And, and, um, and when we're talking to them, they're like, well, this other company didn't do that. I was like, yeah, but don't benchmark our success off, this, off of what you guys did before. You know, I'm looking at that as like, baseline bottom level if we barely even try we're going to do that but that's not why we're in the game we're in the game to dominate and literally our first week in this partnership our results were double on all aspects actually the first two two weeks if you want to combine everything first week was like ridiculous because it was like 300 percent up on a lot of these days but um but the first two weeks double the results uh and so what are they thinking? What is our this new partner thinking right out the gate? They're thinking, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Uh, we're making hand over fist. This new partner is is out to you know benefit us, and uh, and it's a win win. And now I'm taking and I'm making good on my promise, and not only over delivering, but now I'm offering them a situation where they can grow a potential partnership on a on a national level, which they weren't even thinking before until I dangled that carrot. And, and you have to think about that in, in business. You have to think, okay, if, if in, in, our, in the business I'm working with, I get asked all the time, hey, can you donate this? Can you do this freebie? Can you help me out here? You know, uh, we're tax exempt, you know, we're not for profit or we'll give you, you know, all this information. And, and so you can, you know, as a, as a business write off. And I'm like, that's all well and fine. I love to partner with you, but then I'm kind of thinking in the back of my mind, and I convey this. What, what you know? What's in it for me? I don't actually say that because that would sound kind of like a jerk. But I'm like, okay, I'll donate this. If we're talking like a physical product, I'll donate this. But put me in touch with this decision maker in your in your in your organization because I haven't been able to get them on the phone. So what are they gonna do? That person now is got. To, I'm dangling a carrot. They are motivated because they know they're about to get what they want, and all they have to do is do the introduction. All they have to do is do the introduction. If I'm as good as I say I am, I'm closing that big deal, you know. So I I I, I took a hit. I was operating in a negative on a very small scale. I used that connection to get me to a bigger scale, you know. So no matter what industry you're in, always evaluate, you know, who that person's going to lead you to, uh, you know, from a business standpoint. It's all networking. It's all networking. It's all who you know. So now I have somebody for lack of a better word, lobbying uh, to do to do some work. And this has happened time and time and time again. You know, whether, you know, if I'm working with one organization and they know somebody in a different organization and the other organizations where the big, the big you know, the big deals get, needs to get closed, I'm always like, can you make the introduction? That's all I'm asking for. I'm not asking for anything else except the introduction because I'm confident that once I get in front of that person, I'm closing deals. And because I'm, I make an offer they can't refuse because we have a proven business model. So hopefully it's kind of makes sense. You're probably thinking, what the hell is he talking about? But then you're like, okay, I can see how that makes sense for my business or from a marketing standpoint. You might be thinking, okay, um, 
you know, I'm, I'm going to take a loss advertising this way, but I know it's going to lead me to this. Uh, and that's where the big money is, you know, or I'm going to partner with this organization because this organization is going to introduce me to all these key players. And that's where my big money is. And, and so you have to always, always, always be thinking about the long game when you're in business. If you think short term, you're thinking short term money. You're not thinking about long term business and long term success. You know, think like, literally think like generational success, generational growth, and that's where stability will come into play, and that's where you'll dominate your 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 market or wherever you're playing or your space. So hopefully this finds you well. You got some good nuggets. Can't wait to share the next thing I got lined up for you. We're getting into the the uh, the fall here this time of year, and, and got some big things planned. So um, talk to you soon. Want more LSM secrets? Then stay tuned. Future episodes will include hacks, tricks, failures, successes, all the things I've learned in the decades that I've been doing local store marketing I'm sharing with you. And if you have any suggestions or questions, comment below and let us know. And I will definitely comment on those topics in upcoming episodes. Thanks a lot. Talk to you soon.